Hey guys, Sensi Star Jones here with the Keep It Loud Crew podcast, broadcasting from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. You heard what I just said? St. Louis, Missouri. But we have, let me tell you who we have. We have one of the top icons from the United States Virgin Islands that goes by Cruise Rock. If you guys do not know who this this magnificent artist is, okay? Cruise Rock is on the line all the way from the United States Virgin Islands on the show today with us. Welcome to the show, Cruise. How are you doing? Sound it. Everything is blessed, man. What's going on, Sensi? Man, I dare hear Ayatollah. I am here. It was a hard time getting this Grammy-nominated Billboard chart-hitting reggaeton artist on the line. But he's here, he's live, and he's direct. Cruz, we have so much to ask you, but we're going to get straight into it. I'd like you to introduce yourself to our listening audience. The table is yours. Yeah, definitely, man. It's Cruz to the rock, Mr. Ayatollah. You don't know, hailing out of the Virgin Islands, uh, part Puerto Rican and part Trinidadian, repping three flags. And, uh, you know, we do the thing. I, I do a mixture of music between uh, dancer, reggae, uh, reggaeton. Now I'm doing some dembow, you know. I'm doing a wide variety of music right now, and it's, um, it's paying off, man. I've, I've been doing some, some touring and shows lately um, between the Latin market and the Caribbean market. I'm also performing with artists like Davido, uh, Spice, and you know, anyone that's hot right now. I'm I'm on board and and uh, we're pushing the the movement. You know what I'm saying? Man, Cruz, this is something I'm talking about because this movement is hot. We're gonna get straight into it, but before we get into all of these top artists that's on top of, I should say, on top of your platform and who you're performing alongside with. Back in the days, I, I, I found out from, a, from a, a little bird that it was Cruz Boy you used to go by back in your college. Yeah, so yeah. How did, the name, how did the name Cruz Rock formulate now? Uh, Cruz Rock came around um, the, first, the first team that I was with that was managing me at the time. They, uh, they felt like the Cruz Boy wasn't hard enough. It was like, man, you need a, you need a tougher name, man. You got a hard voice. And um, most people that listen to my music, they know I have a variety of voices and styles that I use. And uh, when I started off, I had like a really hard style that I was using. And they were like, you need something tougher than Cruz Boy, man. You got a grown man voice. So um, they were from they were from St. Thomas. And it was like, maybe you should put the rock at the end. Because uh, rock is basically what they call St. Thomas. Cruise is what they call St. Croix. And then uh, we came up with the name Cruise Rock. Oh, man. Cruise, I tell you, that name Cruise Rock is really stinging and it's really hitting because that's a magnificent and unique name. So how did your career re- actually kick off? Because I know by, I can I say by trade, you, you, you were in Ohio picking up, is it um, industrial design? Is that correct? Yeah, I was doing industrial design in college right after high school. And um, yeah, that's how I started off. I was an artist, a visual artist. So, you know, anything that dealt with visual art in terms of painting and designing, you know, I was part of that. So now you are so well-rounded that I know um, when I heard Cruise Rock, I think it was uh, Voyage. That was the first song I actually heard from you which was Voyage. This was, guys, if you don't know Cruise Rock, he has a catalog of music. When I mean a catalog, some of you wouldn't even know the, the music that he has, but take me on a voyage. I thought that was one of the, the hailing and the iconic songs for the Virgin Islands because that had everything the Caribbean needed. And actually the, the video was on point. The ladies was on point, but out of the catalog, I love that song. And I can't really wait until I see a remix probably coming in the future or something like that. But now you're on to bigger and better things. So if I'm not mistaken, Cruz, born and raised in the U.S. Virgin Islands, correct? Yes, born and raised in the Virgin Islands. 
So how was you introduced to this, this style of music? Was it a family member? Was it a friend? Um, was it your dad? How did you get introduced to this, this iconic call, you know, music? I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's just a mixture of um, being from the Virgin Islands and then being of mixed ethnicities. It's, um, I listen to a variety of music and um, I've always been a laid back kind of guy. So Voyage is that laid back kind of island song that uh, represents the kind of flow that I have. I know I have times when I do upbeat music. Um, as soon as even when it's upbeat, I'm still singing at a smooth pace. And uh, Voyage was just that, that song that, that had everything incorporated in terms of island, you know, that smooth feel and, um, you know, just give you that feeling of being on a vacation in, a, in paradise. Um, but I came about that, that style, just like I said, my, my dad being Spanish and my mom being uh, Trinidadian. I, um, I had a love for dancehall as well. So mostly when you hear my music, it has that mixture of that, that sound, you know what I'm saying? It's not a straight up dancehall. It's not a straight up soca. It's never a straight up sound that everyone is using, but something that's a mixture of everything. Man, the, 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 the mixture came into, your sound is so unique that I, I would say that you're probably one of the well and only um, well-rounded artists in the game right now because you can do more than just singing. You can do more than, than, than if they want to say, chanting. You can do more than dancehall, soca. You can do more than reggaeton because having that backbone of that, 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 that industrial artist or graphic design artist, that, that visual artist, you can actually make your own or design your own covers. You can actually now have a more field of how you want your look to, to, to be um, broadcast to the masses out there because a lot of artists don't come with that. You know what I mean? You come in with a lot to the table now and, and if you don't have a record label behind you pushing or you don't have somebody with that as, as, as the other artist has, you know, some of them in the, in the bigger realm will say, you know, um, behind Atlantic and all these other um, record companies pushing them. You're doing all of this from your own in-house. Is, is, is that correct, Cruz? Yeah, and I started off like that. Definitely, I started off um, because I know how to do all of that. You know, I do all the behind-the-scenes work, and I run my own label. I also produce my own music. I make my own beats. Um, a lot of times, I record myself in my own studio. And, um, you know, everything is basically in-house, like you said. Uh, lately, I've been trying to work with more people and, and take the load off of myself because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good when you get to work with other people and see what they bring to the table. Not always just your vision, but, you know, what someone else is hearing that they would like to hear from you or, you know, an idea of a beat or an idea of an artwork. And um, like my latest video that I'm, I'm coming out with, which is called uh, El Palo. Okay. I did that. I did that song in the Dominican Republic and, um, you know, it's produced by DJ Patio. He's the biggest producer right now in the Dominican Republic. And um, I'd worked with him. Uh, so I had someone who was helping out with the songwriting. Um, not my parts, but they came in and they did the hook. And, um, you know, it was just a different sound. And people hear El Palo and they're like, wow, like this is different. This is a sound that I haven't heard you do before. So... Um, working with other people. I even had someone do the, the cover, you know, I had someone do the video. Oh, wow. Cause I, yeah, because I usually do my own videos. I do everything. But like I said, you know, you want to get a different look. You want to get other opinions, other artists to, um, to show what they can do. And that's what I'm about right now is just working with other people, doing more features and, you know, having them having more input into what I do. Now, I know for 2019, you was in Orlando for, it was that the Caribbean Festival, if I'm not mistaken, you can, you can actually correct me, but you were in, you were, you was in um, Orlando, I know DJ Trini, um, shout out to DJ Trini, who was down there too, and um, DJ Trini Judgment, yeah, so yep. how was that showcase right there, Cruz, that was, 
that was something magnificent because when I see you and I saw all the clips on IG and YouTube, you had the girls them on stage, you bring them up whining, you had everybody shooting, <laughs> you had everybody waving their flags, going crazy with their rags. So how was that experience to kick off for 2019? It was crazy, man. That was that was actually one of my best shows. Um, you know, people knew a lot of the songs and they were um they were the crowd participation was crazy. It was so loud in there that um, like I was telling my friends, I was like, man, my ears were ringing. That's how loud it was. It was screaming so loud, and we couldn't even hear ourselves. And um, it's only until we watched the video afterwards that we were like, okay, <laughs> now we could hear what was going on. But it was it was a crazy show with Davido and Spice, and I was a headliner. You know, they were looking. It was a Caribbean show. But um, they were looking for someone unique to kind of um, bridge the gap between the Latin market and the Caribbean market. And um, I, felt right, I felt right in place where, you know, I represented for the Latinos and then I had the Caribbean people still, you know, um, locked in. So um, it, was a, it was a great experience. It was an awesome show. And next year we plan on doing it again. They already got me locked in. So... Next year, we're going to be back out there. It's going to be even crazier. And um, we got a whole bunch of other shows coming up too, man. We're going to be traveling to some different countries and, you know, doing the same thing, just hitting them with that Latin and that Caribbean flavor. I mean, I know that you could hit them with a left, a right, an uppercut, but then when we hit them with the conscious, we're going to talk about in the spirit because this was such a, a reggae banger that a lot of those <laughs> out there within the, 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 the reggae genre, I don't even say, think they heard this banger here because this banger here, well, the ones who need to hear it, hear it because it was featured on Reggaeville. And once you hit Reggaeville, you don't know it's worldwide. It's worldwide. Yeah. But let's talk about In The Spirit for a second. We're going to recap about all your favorite, all the favorite songs that I like from Cruise Rock, Ayatollah Productions. But In The Spirit, how did that come about? How did that, 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 that song come about because at the time um you you yourself the melody the cadence in that song is something amazing let's talk about that for a minute yeah definitely um well it, in the spirit came about i was actually trying to get a feature with um with vaughn uh from midnight aki becca okay and okay. um I was just admiring his music for years. And, um, you know, one day we were doing a dub, a dub session and my friend, well, actually I didn't even know there was going to be a dub session. My friend called me and he was like, yo, you, is your studio open? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be around tonight. Uh, this is back in the Virgin islands. And he was like, we're going to, I want to cut some dubs for Vaughn for midnight band. And I was amazed. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And um, he was like, okay, we're going to be there so-and-so time. I ended up opening up the studio. And then Vaughn came through. And, you know, Vaughn is a legend. And um, he came in and he started to record the dubs. And I started to play some music for him when we were done with the session. And uh, he, liked, he liked my music. I didn't even know he heard my music before. And um, he heard songs like Waiting on Me and stuff like that. And then... Um, you know, I I think in that time in his career, he, he had never done features with people like that. Okay. And he was intrigued to work, to step outside the box and work with new artists. And um, he he heard the song, he heard the beat first. He heard the beat. Um, I got the beat from Dub Shelter in Germany. Actually in Holland. Dub Shelter in Holland. And... Um, he heard the beat and it wasn't finished as yet. They had just sent it to me, not like probably like two weeks of, uh, prior to him coming in. And um, he, he was like, okay, play me some more beats, play him some more beats. And then he was like, the first one you played me, I want to hear that again. He heard it again. And he was like, okay, he started to write the song. And within like probably 10 minutes, he had the song. And then he went on the mic and, he did it with one take. He was just like, well, I'm in the spirit, just be one, be coming, well, I'm in the spirit. You know, he did the intro, um, and then we were like, yo, this is a banger, yo, this is hot. And um, came back, I went back in the studio, and um, 
I started to like mess with the vocals because he he was kind of just re- he was repeating in the hook. Warm in the spirit, just be warm, be coming. And then I said, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna add some dub to it. And then I chopped up his voice, and then I I put in the um and then he came back. He heard it, and he was like, he was like, I don't do that to my voice. You know, he's like an old school reggae man. Yeah. He was like, I don't do that type of stuff to my voice, but that sounds good. <laughs> he, was like, that, he was like, that sound. He said, I don't put like effects on my voice and stuff like that. I like my stuff straight up. He said, but that sounds really good. And then when we, I sent it back to to Holland, and then when they found out I had I had voice midnight on it, they were blown away. So they went and added the horns and they added the guitars and the beat was just man. When they sent it back and they sent back the final version, everybody was blown away. Even the people that were doubting, they were like, oh, Midnight doing a song with Cruz Rock. He's a young artist and they don't know about that because I'm not a straight up conscious artist. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do dance hall. I do different stuff. So they was amazed to know that, oh, he did a song with a dance hall artist. And um, the song dropped on the radio and it just blew everyone away, man. It, it instantly became a popular song everywhere. It played in Germany, it played in um, played in Holland, it played in Australia. I mean, up to this day, um, if I release a new song, within a matter of probably like five months, In The Spirit comes back as my number one song. Wow, look at that. And In The Spirit was released back in 2014. We talking about five years ago, now I'm counting. That- yeah, it still plays. The video for that, if you guys have not checked out the video, the video is awesome. And that visual artwork is all you right there. That 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 visual concept is all Cruise Rock Ayatollah Foundation in-house. Is that correct? Yeah, that was done in-house. Um, and the vision I had for the video was him. Because, you know, everyone sees Vaughn as, you know, a prophet within the, um, the reggae music. Yes. And... Um, I wanted the video to have that feel of him being that gatekeeper to people who needed a message. So, um, you know, the video starts off with Vaughn in the middle of nowhere with a beach in the background. It kind of looks like um, it just has this surreal look to it. And um, I'm bringing to him this kid that is in the streets who ended up getting killed and is, is supposed to be like his spirit. And I'm take, we're dressed all in white and I'm taking him to the spiritual world. And I'm being like that person who is in between the two realms and um, or that spirit in between the two realms. And I take him to Vaughn and then Vaughn basically takes him to the higher level. Mm. Now, are you going back up north where you really kicked it off? Because I know back in 2003, I guess when they called you up in the Red Zone nightclub, they didn't expect you to bring that fire back then because... Back then, I guess in Ohio, because I've, I've never visited Ohio per se to stay and live as long as you did. But back then, let's, let's recap back 2003 when Cruise Rock really started in. Nobody expected you to come out with that fire. Because from since 2003 in your college days, Cruise, you haven't stopped. You have not stopped because you've. You kept it going. You've been on MTV Tempo. I know um, you then, well-known producers in Jamaica has probably been contacting you from since 2005. Now, let's talk yeah. about how you really break out in, the, in, in Canada, okay? Because it has a, a not mistaken, I think it was, uh, I read the article back in, um, oh, let's see, it was the L3 magazine, when they called you the number one breakout artist from the Caribbean. And you're still yeah. holding that title because mm-hmm. let's talk about some the entertainment industries. Now, people don't know the awards that you have, you, you, you've really accomplished and, and have, have, have underneath your belt because coming from the Virgin Islands, you know, they have Midnight, um, they have, as you worked with, they have other artists out in the Virgin Islands, but how have you now gained your own lane from since 2003? You've been pushing music 
hard in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and now you have your own lane. How 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 hard was that? Because the Virgin Islands ain't on the map per se for for top charts and breakout stuff. But let's talk about the awards that cruise. You've got a lot of awards underneath your belt. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I've always been an independent artist. That's the first thing. I uh, never wanted to be the guy to sell out and um, be under control of, of people who didn't have my best interests. So I've, gotcha. I've always been an independent artist. I could, I could have been probably a lot more further and well-known around the world, but I've always tried to keep it um, independent and do the right thing. Um, but coming out from the Virgin Islands, you know, like you said, they're known for roots reggae. So when I was doing dance hall um, and FI, me and Fire King hooked up, people wasn't too intrigued with us doing the dance hall um, in the reggae world, knowing what the Virgin Islands is all about in terms of roots reggae. And um, when I dropped my first album, it blew everyone away because it was like, wow, this guy got some hits. He got Temperature Rise. And um, Temperature Rise was a big song. Yes. And then on top of that, the way waiting on me the bright eyes um it was a mixture of the dance hall and the reggae and it was perfect and this the album the i got the i ended up getting the number one breaker artist in l3 magazine and that was with uh people are cry yes yes that's yeah. the now you also made the 100 single in the um dg chelsart in the, the G, excuse me that is the DG cell yeah. chart if i'm not mistaken you did that also you broke up with that and yeah. now from cruise rock's point of view you said temperature rise was a big song because that featured a, a, a artist named jadesta and i noticed for for your career you haven't really been featuring artists you you stick to like one or two artists and i know um I, I can't remember that girl name, but Mo. What her? Uh, you did a song with Mo Sherry, I think her name was. You broke her. Mo up. Sherry, yeah. Yes, you broke her up, and that was also an awesome song. But what I'm getting yeah. to is that you yourself, Cruise Rock. You know your work has been on Broadway. You've been featured in New York Times. Um, in the spirit, we talked about that. There, but the album that won reggae album was soul rebel let me talk soul about yes yeah, so soul rebel is the album that has in the spirit with uh vaughn um i the reason why i won that album and when i went to get the award they basically said that you know they've never heard someone with such a variety of music on one album coming from one person and um you know the album had it had a range of music, man. It had, even had bachata on the album. Um, a bachata song that I, that I did called Luchando Por Tu Amor. And um, it also had um, Love You Forever, which was a mixture of Spanish and English. And um, they had the reggae tracks. They had the dancehall tracks. And they were just intrigued at the Indie Awards that one person could sing with such variety of music, different voices, and different styles. And um, they, were blown, they were blown away. And um, that opened up a lot of doors. It was too bad that right, right after I won the award, um, I came back to the islands, and then we ended up having those hurricanes because I was on the move at the moment. And we were doing um, some tours. I, I toured Cali, and I performed in Hollywood. And, um, you know, people were blown away with, with what I could do. And um, up to this moment, as, as moving forward, that album has molded what I'm doing now in terms of um, the kind of music that I'm making and the level of music production that I'm on. It's on a totally different level. Um, and I still love doing the, the culture music, but I haven't really brought out a lot of culture music lately. I'm doing more um, dancehall with Latin infused. Yeah. and um, you know, I'm going to get back to doing some more conscious stuff, but I think right now um, the in the state that reggae is in yeah. and what I've experienced with it, um, reggae is, to me, reggae and dancehall 
is in a place where we're still trying to differentiate who could do reggae and who can't do reggae. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem, I think, with the, with the market. It's hurting the market and it's, it's not growing okay. the way it should. Um, reggaeton is growing. Um, Afrobeats is growing. But reggae still seems like it's still trying to figure out who could do it and who can't do it. And that's a problem. And I've experienced that um, over the time, even when we had the In the Spirit. Um, you know, if you do a conscious song, people expect you to be totally conscious. Like, you got to be doing conscious all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you do a reggae track, if you do dancehall, it's kind of like you got to be from Jamaica. And um, that hurts the brand. It hurts dancehall. It hurts everything. And um, I've realized that with the Latin market, the reason why it's getting so big is because there's no barriers. You know, the biggest artist right now from in in um, the Spanish world, you can't really tell who's the biggest artist because there's so many people from different countries doing reggaeton, doing Latin music that you can't put a finger and say, oh, Colombia has the biggest artist or Puerto Rico has the biggest artist or the Dominican Republic. They all are working together. And they're not saying you have to be from Panama, which that is where reggaeton started. They're not saying, oh, you got to be from Panama to be a reggaeton artist. You're right. And it, it creates a bigger audience where everyone wants to listen to your music. And um, I'm not afraid to say it getting down in my career now. I refuse to do straight up dance our music because it make it, they make it seem as though you have to be from Jamaica to do straight up dance hall music or to be a conscious artist you have to have locks and you have to be a straight up conscious artist and it hurts the brand because it's not all the time human beings are not always the conscious people that we know them to be on track you know they're always a mixture of like even when Sizzler came out Sizzler was the most conscious artist but then when he did the pum pum song everybody went crazy oh he's a rasta man he shouldn't be doing the pum pum song Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, people. some people started stop following him. He ended up getting more followers from different genres. And like I say, it just it hurts the brand, man. It's, you know, I think reggae needs to open up the doors to different people around the world. Gentleman has been a great artist and he's broken those barriers. Uh, Midnight has broken those barriers, but it needs to get to a level where the young artists don't have to wait till they get old to get the respect, like we should be getting the respect now and be able to tour and be able to gain from this genre that we're investing in. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, because although you had, we could say you had a lot of fight in your career, we're going to just call it as it is, a lot of fight in your career. Um, The respect was not there from early on. I don't know if it's because of the look, is it because of your voice, because now you have this look, this unique look, I ain't gonna lie to you. When we called and we asked her, we were hunting the guys. We were hunting on Cruise Rock to do this dub for us, Dan Dada. Um, <laughs> if you really look at it, when we was in California, we was blazing Cruise Rock all down Newport Beach, Laguna Beach. We park up, we blazing our dubs, Dan Dada. We blazing the whole Cruise Rock temperaturized voyage. But your look now is appealing to the mass now because you're, you found your identity. And just as Reggaeville said, and I will quote that 2017, right? If I'm not mistaken, 2017, they quoted that the hottest new artist, okay? You name new artist for 2017, and you're still hot because you found a formula where you say, okay, I went in this genre here, reggae, I did this. I know you could do soca because you have that Trinity vibes, and we're going we're gonna to step into that a little bit. Uh, you, could, you, you can talk and you can, and you can speak to the Latin community. You have that presence for the Latin community because if you didn't have that presence, you couldn't do that song, Mala. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, exactly. Mala now, let me tell you about Mala. I'll give you a story. So we're on the beach cooling, like I told you. We're in Newport Beach cooling and, and we're, we're fishing around to see exactly where, what venues we could go into and do the podcast and we're running the tune and we're running, just running your YouTube videos. I, I would basically tell you we're running the tune now off of the phone and Mala comes on and we're 
we're right here. Um, if you, if you, I know you've been California because you've been hot recording over there in California, but now down in Newport Beach on the pier, all the way on the end of the pier, you know, it's only a one way in, one way out. And Mala comes in and these skaters come down with their ski crews. The skaters come down and they yeah. starting to bubble to the mall and they started to bubble because they're from Argentina. Okay, so big yeah. up yourself, Argentina. And they're like, who is this person? Oh my gosh, who is this? You throw them and they're like, wait, wait, wait. Is that SB? I'm like, uh, no, this is Cruise Rock. You know what I mean? This is Cruise Rock. <laughs> so I'm like, wait a second. This man really have the look now because before you're... Your hair was all the way, probably past your back and longer, but now it's all gone. And you have the look, yeah. and you have the presence now on the stage. So why did you actually change up the look now, Cruz? Because when them girls, you know, they just want to touch and rub on your head, and they just want, before they were pulling on the hair, before they were pulling on the hair, now they want the head now. So was it a, a, a was it a, a from a, from a, from a musical standpoint or from an industry standpoint, because you just wanted a change. You wanted a change in your look because your music is evolving so fast, so rapidly. It's like overnight cruise rapid. First, you left off with Antidote. I was like, why this man can't get no better after Antidote, Misanka? Antidote, sick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Antidote, wicked. And then you come and you hit them with, if every day was summer. And then you come back and you hit them with a Trini song because... You, the soca now, we, we, we are getting to the soca cruise. For the soca market and the soca genre, is it a hard genre to break into with your presence? Because, you know, as you said, if you're from X, Y, and Z, you can't do this. If you're from A, B, and C, you can't do this. EFG, you can't do this. So, how have you yeah. now merged all of these genres together to create your own lane? And now other lanes are merging within you, and you're taking that and you're running with that. So how has that been for the soca point of view? We'll talk about that. Um, yeah, well, the, in terms of the soca, I feel like I could probably do more soca. I haven't done enough soca. And um, I've been getting the pressure to do more soca. Like, yo, you should do some soca. Because, um, you know, you are a Trinidadian. And, you know, that Trini in my vein, being one of your, my first actual soca songs, was so good, like it was. It was really good. That uh, <laughs> the video was awesome, also because when yeah. you see the video, the animation with it, but I was like, "How this? What is Cruz doing? How we got this going?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that video and that song um, was hot, man. And um, I'm definitely gonna start mixing it up. But I think, I think the barriers and the limitations that people put on you makes you want to be better. So it it when you start to fuse the music to try and find a genre and create your own lane, you know, it, it opens up the ears to people and now they're like, okay, this, this is different. This isn't what we're hearing every day. And even when they hear that Trini in my vein, they're like, okay, it's a Trini song, but it's not your typical Trini song. It sounds really good. It's different. So, it's um, different. yeah, it is. It creates a different lane. Like you said, it, if every day was summer, um, the antidote, it's just, you know, a mixture of that reggaeton, a mixture of, um, like, if every day was summer, it sounds like a top 40 song that's in dancehall. Mm -hmm. It has that, um, it has that, I don't want to say it in the wrong way, but it has, like, that white boy feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, that Cali, California, um, hippie kind of feel to it. Yes, and it's yes. Like, yeah, you just want to kind of chill out and, and hang out at the beach. And that's actually, the Caucasians is actually who appeal a lot to the song. It has, and if you watch a video, it's a lot of Caucasian people in it. And um, they like the song a lot because it has that, that cool hippie kind of feel to it. And it still has that hardcore dancehall mix, like a pop can or, or whatnot. So like, like you say, you know, um, or the barriers creates new lanes when you can't go through one one wall and you can't break through that wall and you can't go through that door you create a new lane and you just start to make music to appeal to um different people oh man because you are appealing to all right now Cruz. and now the indie music awards for 2016 and 27 was the best reggae album right we know that 
What other yeah. awards you want so our audience can know how iconic you are? If you don't mind to run down the list. Uh, trying to put my brain around it. <laughs> so I got the... <laughs> At uh, L3 Magazine, I was number one breaker artist. You can, um, you can name probably three. Just give, give them the three top ones that were for you, because I know that the list is the list is long, and people will be like, "Why he won this? He won that?" But give them the top three that was, you know, that your sentimental awards. Like, yeah, I get this one. I love this award. What's the top three awards for you? The break. The the first one will be the L Tree Magazine. That was that was amazing to me because that made me know that, okay, what the haters are saying isn't true. What the real people are saying is, you sound sick. You sound really good. Uh, you got everything it takes to be what we expect you to be. So that L3 magazine was the first being a number one breakout artist. Then um, definitely the reggae, the best reggae album in the Indie Music Awards. That was that was hot. Being able to walk on the red carpet in um, LA and performing in Hollywood, that was awesome. And um, let me see, the next one, top one would be. Um, being on the Billboard Venezuela. Oh, hey. That's that was, what I wanted you to yeah. say because I love that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Billboard Venezuela was hard because, um, you know, starting off doing the Latin music, dropping Mala, and then for them to be like, Mala is sick. Like, <laughs> it is. you just did something that everybody's trying to do and you did it on your first try. So, I mean, not my first try, but you did it early in your career. You actually made a song that, Everyone is appealing to is not right now is number 21 in Italy on the Italian radio charts and um, is bubbling, man. So I'm just hoping for the, the best out of it. And I think those those three right there are probably the most influential to me because they're all they are all kicking off or or solidifying what I do. Got you. I got you. No, I know your music is actually. It's, it's, it's ringing in DR right now because in the movie theaters, Cruz, you even have the song playing in one of the top hottest movies in DR right now. How did that come about for now? Coming from the Virgin Islands, parents from different descendants of the Caribbean, Trinidad and Puerto Rico. Now, how did that come along for you to have your song playing in the background as title tracks for the top movie in DR? Well, it, the movie is not in DR. The movie is actually uh, um, in the movie theaters all over. It's, it was in uh, New York. It was in... But it started um, off in DR, if I'm not correct. It started off in, it started off in Puerto Rico, then they went to DR. Okay. It's called Los Dominicanos, which is basically a movie about Dominicanos and Puerto Ricans coming together in a movie to accomplish something in a comedic way <laughs> uh, yeah so the movie ended up um touching all the big amc theaters and um you know it was a major accomplishment being now playing in movies i went from playing in airplanes and playing in cafes to playing now in the movie theaters so um, it was a major step and that all started off with me branching off doing the mala and I went down there. I went to the Dominican Republic on a tour. And um, the the biggest producer down there heard me and he, he invited me to his studio. And then we ended up doing Palo, El Palo. And El Palo now takes another, <laughs> takes, takes the cake and just ends up in a movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So El Palo features on Gelo Star. Gelo Star, if, if people don't know Gelo, Gelo is a legendary um um, singer and writer he's been on tracks with daddy yankee with um don omar he has music with evie queen he has music with everybody and right now he has one of the hottest albums right now that's out that uh features the top artists and them in the game and he's just won a couple grammys with um we seen yandel and different artists as a writer so um he's been a big help he loves my music and uh, he's been pushing for me to, to make it a lot further in the music industry as a Latin dancer artist, probably the first Latin dancer artist since uh, Sean Paul to really have this kind of exposure out there. Um, 
but you know that that song right now and it being in the movie is just a big thing and the song is blowing up the video is about to drop we just recorded a video about two weeks ago down there and um it's about to blow man everybody loves the song it's playing on all the radio stations and um along that alongside mala right now is uh controlling a lot of the airwaves and that's that damn ball that damn ball right now is hot so that damn ball right now is is killing the charts and you have found a lane before you are ahead of the wheel 10 times now so yeah. until this wheel catch up to you 10 times, you're going to be ahead of it again the next 20 times now. So yeah. I really love how you're always marketing yourself because being an independent artist and working from ground zero all the way where you're at right now, you know, you, had, you, you have the support of your family. You have the support of your, of your friends. You have the support of a lot of, of, of people that really wouldn't give you that support from where you're coming from, but that support is worldwide where they can market you and find that attention. Now, Cruise Rock, you've been leading the way. We want to talk about your marketing scheme right now because you've been leading the way in marketing and, and this digital era from since how long I have known you now, from since back then, you know. Yeah. Have you seen the artists that are the new breakout artists? Are they taking advantage of the worldwide web are they taking advantage of all of these digital platforms to get their music out there? I know you can't talk for them, but for you, you've took advantage from this from since probably 2003, if I'm not mistaken, and you still have it going now. So how important is that to mold your career? Because starting out, I know distribution was something that you were working on, you know? I know yeah. from when you, you did your first CD, you was down there in the Virgin Islands, uh, when I came down, I said, oh, wow, Cruz was like, look, Ayo, we have Ayo because back then it was Annaline and we've been mixing and we've been doing our thing. But now, when you gave us the opportunity, I always have to say thank you for that, to be on that mm -hmm. album. I remember you had your posters. You know, people was ripping down the posters then from Sign Farm SO. You were going all over east to west, just marketing thank yourself. You. Now, you've passed that stage right now. You've gone from there. So the marketing aspect, Cruz, what strategy and formula have you found that is working for you now to get that exposure? Um, I mean, you know, I look at the bigger labels, the bigger record labels, okay. and I, I try to mimic what they do on a budget. So, you know, they have million-dollar budgets. So I mimic whatever they do. I try to mimic it on a level to where I could control it monetarily. And... um you know, be successful and, and productive at it. So, you know, if they do a, a YouTube advertisement, I try to do the same thing just on my, my budget. You know, if they um, promote it on a radio station, if they buy out slots, if they do whatever they do, I try to just mimic it within my budget. Um, I also, I don't also depend alone on um, online, but I also do a lot of physical work, like you said, going and putting up posters and stickers and, you know, trying to be visible. Just just a name. If people could just see the name and see the face and maybe a piece of a song, that's worth something, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so that's because... People... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Are you there? Yeah, no, no. I want to make yeah, sure man. I didn't lose you because I heard a little connection last year, but I love that and... The, 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 the main point, the mimicking of how, how you're taking it, because we're going to step aside from the music now, because I know, although you've been music doing music from 2003, you still had time to do your graphic design. And let's name some of the artists you work with to do some of the baddest and most exclusive designs for these artists. I know you did album mm -hmm. covers for some of the top artists them out there. Um, let's get into that. So when you're not really doing the, the music side of everything, how is the graphic design and, and, and getting that visual art out there for, the, for, for you? How is that working? Yeah, well, um, you know, when, when, you're, when you're independent, you got to kind of just, you're kind of just moving around and it's, everything is word of mouth and, you know, what people see and what they hear from you because you don't, you don't have the major machine to put you out there on a billboard. So... What I've been doing is just behind the scenes, people would see my work like Dean Pond and, and these guys who are like legends behind the scenes. 
and they will say, hey, man, like, who does your work? Like, your videos and your production, everything is just on point. And they found out it was me. I was doing everything. And then they would want it for their artists. So I started to move up the ladder in terms of um, designing. So it went from me designing for, um, I think Pressure was one of the first ones I, I did some design works for. And then from Pressure, it went on to, um, it went on to Junior Reed. Then from Junior Reed, it went on to Notch. Then from Notch, it went on to Shaggy. And I started to design for Shaggy for a while. I designed for Shaggy. I did a lot of his um, his uh, releases and uh, flyers, album covers, um, T-shirt designs, stuff like that I did for Shaggy. And um, I did some stuff for, I think, Sean Paul's team. I did a couple of things for Sean Paul's team. And um, behind the scenes, I've done a lot of stuff, man, even for major companies outside of um, outside of the music world. I've done stuff for a lot of Italian design companies, um, things that you will find in Walmart, things you'll find in Kmart, you know, I've done luggage, I've done websites, you know, I've done a lot of celebrity designs, man. A lot of things I've done behind the scenes. Wow. So you have time to even help others with their design, with their career, to push their marketing even further. You still have time to work on your albums and your songs in-house. So... For 2019, you kick off the year blazing hot cruise. We all know that. Um, you've now merged into the reggaeton, um, I should say, genre now, and you're taking that there by, by storm because they don't know what hitting them with, with that. What can we look out for 2020? Are we going to see you in any of these local carnivals coming up? Are you going to be um, performing anywhere to close out 2019? I know it's summer coming up. Um, that song, If Every Day Was Summer, needs to be playing right now on, on, on iHeartRadio and all of these top radio stations <laughs> yeah. out there. But what can we look forward to see from 2019 and 2020 and beyond from Ayatollah? Uh, 20, well, 2019, man, we're going hard. Like I said, we're in a movie right now, and that's still bubbling. Um, the El Palo song is bubbling right now. I have another track that's going to be coming out out of the, out of the Dominican Republic. Um, it's going to be featuring some big artists. Um, I don't want to give it away. You're going to see it when it comes out. Um, so that's going to be dropping. Um, I also have another reggaeton song that's going to be coming out. We're going to be featuring another big artist. I'm doing a lot of features. So um, nowadays, you probably won't see too much of me doing solo songs. I'm just doing features with a lot of people in the Latin market. Um, I'm going to be, I'm singing a lot of bilingual. Um, I do have some dancehall tracks that's going to be coming out. Um, and it's, it's going to be a different level, man, to the music. It's not the same, uh, voice It's not the same style. It's just different styles, different type of music, very up to date, very futuristic stuff that, you know, making lanes like I've always done and creating new styles and, and variations in the music. I'm going to be performing, <clears throat> Over the summer, I have some stuff lined up. I'm going to be going out to Cali again. So uh, you probably find me in Hollywood again at um, Pum Pum Tuesdays. So we're working what? on that. <laughs> working on Pum Pum Tuesdays out there in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Fire Fridays, we might be out there again in Hollywood with um, the Crossfire crew. Okay. Um, we're going to be out here in, in Orlando. We got some stuff coming up. Miami, I'm going to be doing some things. Um, in terms of carnival stuff, I am working on some some soca music. So I won't say this this summer you're gonna hear it, but definitely coming into um, coming into next this coming carnival season for Saint Croix and then for Trinidad, I'm gonna be releasing some soca music. So um, I'm just trying to decide whether I'm gonna do it in Spanish and English or if I'm gonna do straight up. Um, you know, Caribbean soca. So that's been my dilemma lately is um, everyone wants me to do bilingual music straight on. So I'm like, okay, I got to figure out how I'm going to do this because I still like to do my English music and it's still people who want to hear straight up English songs. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, I can't, I can't abandon my, my old audience. I still got to keep them intrigued with, uh, with what I'm doing. So I definitely got some things coming some shows lined up and uh, like I said, I'm going to be back in Orlando again next year 
with um, the Caribbean festival and um, a whole bunch of other festivals we're working on Cali Orange and different things. Um, that's just me branching out and bringing that Caribbean and Latin market together. Well, Cruz, I know for sure that you're going to be branching out. And with Keep It Low Crew podcast, we're so innovative that our audience can hear us and they can send us messages. So you might be hearing that. The, 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 the ringing in the background. And I got four messages right now, but off of the four messages, you guys, Cruz actually have to go because he has to catch a flight now straight. I don't know exactly if he's going up to New York, but I know he's going to catch a flight <laughs> this afternoon or tomorrow. But I have a text that came in while we're here on the app and they want to find out, Cruz. Cruz Rock, your swallow. How did you come up with a conception and swallow? And are you going to do a remix on fire? for the On Fire single that you dropped back in 2017. Although you did not promote the song as hard as you promote the other songs, we would like to see that song featured on your upcoming album. Cruz, you can take that and answer it however you want. So basically, they're asking if you're going to do a remix for On Fire and how did you come up with the conception of Swallow because that was a big, big song. We also have, I guess this is coming from the Virgin Islands, um, Wandra. In the spirit, Cruz Rock did Wandra, which was hitting the streets in the Virgin Islands. Cruz Rock is one of my best artists from St. Croix. But to me, I still love the Wandra. Please ask Cruz Rock if he's going to just bring an EP with just five tracks of just straight contrast music. So those are what the listening audience right now can text me. And that's the text that I'm getting in. So you can answer it however you want. I guess, are you going to do a remix for the On Fire? It's, it's funny because... Um... Man, um, I never dropped a video for On Fire, and On Fire has been playing in Australia. It's been playing in um, the Republic of Korea. They actually, I put out a video of um, the Korean dancers. They have a Korean dancehall crew over there. Well, they have actually have a whole dancehall um, movement going on in Korea, and they were dancing to the the song. They even had it in their in their competition and you know, on a big stage where they were playing on fire and, um, you know, on fire has been blowing up and I, I want to shoot a video for it. And people are still asking me about on fire. And I think definitely doing a remix for it is something I, I see coming in the future and it's going to be on a new album. So, um, I think before I put it on the album, I'm going to remix it and then, um, you know, have somebody jump on it from uh, Jamaica or one of these places and, uh, really take the song to another level and then shoot the video. Um, so definitely you could look out for that. Uh, Swala, if I'm not mistaken, Swala is a remix. Is that remix with um, Jason Derulo? That Correct. was a crazy remix. Yeah. yeah, that remix went far too, man. And it's funny that they text you that because those two songs, <laughs> yeah, those two songs, I never really, I never pushed them like that. And they, on their own, they just <laughs> took their own, they just took off. You know what I'm saying? And they still said in text, but I can't answer all of them. <laughs> and uh definitely the wandra and the, the wandra has been a big song wandra was um wandra was man i love wandra the video the song it was a different different beat man just a different style and uh when i developed the song i just feel i just felt like it was gonna be a legendary song that people are gonna play forever so i definitely gonna i'm gonna come back soon where i'm gonna do a conscious album I'm probably going to do something with a, a mixture of conscious and Spanish Spanish conscious because the Spanish conscious is um, pretty big right now too. So um, I'm definitely going to be working on something new and um, innovative. So yeah, look out for that, man. I'm, I'm going to bring a couple EPs before I bring out the next album and maybe I might do a conscious one. The Butterflies as well has been doing well. Butterflies is a big song. So, you know, if you guys haven't listened to Butterflies, as go check out Butterflies. Uh, cruise rock butterflies i'm probably gonna drop a video for that soon too mad cruise mad mad no i know that you produce a lot of your songs we're gonna wrap this up guys but they're asking about they say that let's see here let me let me let me answer this one this is coming from orlando florida uh cruise you're working with one of the biggest producers in orlando at the moment what all can we Steve coming up from Cruise Rock's Camp Ayatollah for 2020. Uh, working with Ajani, this is something that a lot of people behind the scenes don't understand that. That's probably one of the biggest producers right now 
uh, in-house Caribbean producers right now that's making moves within the industry. How is that working with, 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 with that camp crews? Explain that, explain that to us and what can we see from you and, and those producers maybe, um, as we said, Ajani and those other producers within Orlando and Miami. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Johnny reached out to me uh, a year a year ago, and uh, we used to work together before. And um, he wanted to get back get back to doing some things because he, he like he told me he said, "Man, you're the one of the best artists that um, people really need to start listening to, and 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 you need to make it to that point where where you belong." You know, because he just believes I, I'm supposed to be on that level of a Sean Paul or one of these guys out here. And um, it's about that time. And uh, he started to send me some beats. And we actually we actually have some tracks that's on release that we're working on, a couple of rhythms that he has working on with Idonia and stuff. And um, that's going to be coming out soon. But I told him, you know, we got to do the Latin thing. And, you know, me and him worked on the Mala song. And uh, he came up with the beat. Uh, well, he came up with the beginning of the beat, and then I I came in and added in the bass lines and you know different accents and horns and different stuff, and we worked together on the beat, and um, you know we got some other projects that we're gonna have coming out really soon, and um, you know he's intrigued, he's ready to work. Ajani has worked with with everybody in the Jamaican side. He's also working with people in the American market, so um, you know he he's. He's psyched and ready to work, and I'm ready to go too. You know what I'm saying? So look out for more things from me and Ajani coming very soon. Nice, nice, nice. Now, Cruz, before we let you go, I know you you have to want to keep on saying this, but for me personally, what is Cruz Rock downtime? How did Cruz Rock decompress when he's not behind the lens, when he's not behind the computer, and when he's not making these crazy rhythms? How do you decompress? Because you travel 24-7. 24-7 you travel. So how do you take your time and how do Cruise Rock decompress? What is a, 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 a day for Cruise Rock when he's not in the entertainment segment? How, how can I call you by your last name if you don't prefer? But when, is, <laughs> when, when Cruise Rock is not in, 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 in element, how, how do you just decompress? I mean, I go, I hang out with my family. Like right now with my family right now, we're going to um, make a little road trip down to Tampa. Uh, today, because I'm in, I'm actually in Florida today. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! We're supposed to be in Florida coming very soon. We should have been down there now, but these text messages covered it. So, guys, I cannot answer yeah. anymore. <laughs> but so mainly, it's just decompressing with the family. Um, I love that. Oh, this one here. Does he have any kids? Mm -hmm. hmm. Guys, they're going sick. <laughs> cruise, you get these girls going. This one coming from Amsterdam. <laughs> no, I don't have any kids. No kids. <laughs> he said, I'm a single. When I say family, I mean like, because uh, I'm a single man. I'm a single man. I ain't got no kids. Uh, when I say family, I mean like my sister, my nieces, you know, and stuff like that. That's really what I'm, what I, when I say family, that's what I mean. My mom and, you know, that kind of family. And have you played any instrument growing up as a child, Cruz? Yeah, well, I produce, so I, I play a lot of the keyboards, the piano, um, you know, some drums and things like that. Um, I've done the flute back in the days. I used to play the flute when I was younger. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, and I, I've picked up some of the guitar. I play the guitar once in a while. But, um, you know, lately I've been more focused and I've, I've been trying to satisfy my my urge to be on stage so i've really been just focusing on performing and trying to get on stage more and uh doing more shows and you know making that upbeat music to where i could feel that energy on the stage and you know fulfill that fulfill that on fire kind of vibe that everyone wants from me right now yeah. mm. Nice cruise because you 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 killing them for 2019 from since 20 from 2003 you mashed up the game because MySpace was one of the places that you dominated. Um, when MySpace was up and running, I know you dominated that. Your followers was off the chain in MySpace. I know I, now we have evolved in different platforms and different apps now. Now your followers are still off the chain. Now, growing up in the Virgin Islands, I know um, that's a, a, a very well um, tight-knit community. How was that growing up for you? What was your days like? Did you play any sports? Did you actually just 
focused on music or were you a, 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 a street person, meaning you going playing basketball, you going playing baseball, you know, you, you hitting up all of the camps around the place. So how was that that growing up in the Virgin Islands? Yeah, definitely. I was I was into sports heavy when I was younger, man. My my art teacher actually had to pull me away and tell me, look, man, you you're doing too much. You're doing playing every sport. But you <laughs> the best the thing that you're best at is is being an artist is like you need to focus on being an artist. And that's actually what got me my scholarship to go to school. I just had to put everything aside and just focus on being an artist. And uh, I do have trophies for basketball, baseball, volleyball. You know, I play all that stuff. But um, over the years, I had to kind of just, you know, single it down and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be an artist. And it started off being visually, and now I'm just a all-around musician and visual artist. I love that. I love that. Cruz, well, we're going to make you go right now, but the board is yours. I'd like you to tell our listening audience where they can find you on our social media platform. You can shout out whoever you want to shout out. Um, yeah, Cruz, go ahead. The controls is yours. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, you can find me online at Cruz Rock on Instagram. That's C-R-U-Z-R-O-C-K. Find me on Instagram. Find me on um, on Twitter. My website is cruiserock.com. Um, I would say the main things that, that people really use nowadays is Spotify and Instagram. So my Spotify is at cruiserock. I also have a at cruiserock Ayatollah, but the at cruiserock is a more up-to-date one that has all the new singles and it has all the new music. I'm just going strictly by cruiserock right now. Um you can also find me on Pandora. You can find me on Shazam. You can find me on Tidal. You can find me on all music platforms. Um, and yeah, just, you know, make sure you follow me, man. Make sure you add me on that on your playlist and you continue to play my music and support. I'm an independent artist, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you show that support and get on there wherever you're at right now in Orlando, in Florida, in New York, in Amsterdam, in uh, Germany, wherever you're at right now, just Log in and do it, man. I love it. I love it, Dan Cruz. We're going to, well, since we, 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 we're wrapping up the interview right now, I'd like to ask you, what song can I add to the end of this interview? What song would you like our listening audience to, to, to actually hear? Because after the interview um, is aired, I will post that song, what song you recommend for my audience to listen to, and we'll have that uh, as soon as the interview is over so they can listen to the interview. And then they can listen to the song so they can put uh, a name. Um, they, they can see the face and now they can put a name to the voice. And now with all of this acoustics that's going around right now, we, we, we look forward for you to, to tour the world. We look forward for those tours to come. We look forward to seeing you on these billboard charts. I mean, you're already done creeping up on the charts and, and you're doing it so magnificently. You have this strategy that it took you, I guess, a while to come up with it, but your strategy is working mm -hmm. and... A lot of top artists, if you're listening to the podcast, I would advise Ayo, I would recommend Ayo to go and follow Cruz Rock, hit him up, see if I could get a feature from him. Um, I know he, he, he's silently working, doing his thing, but right now he's dominating the reggaeton scene. When I mean dominating, he's dominating. So give him that support. And coming from the U.S. Virgin Islands, straight out of the U.S. Virgin Islands, I mean, I haven't seen anybody so magnificent doing this um, on that level right now. And I have to say hats off to you, hats off to all the artists them coming out of the Virgin Islands. But right now it's all about Cruise Rock and the Keep It Low platform. So thank you so much for joining the platform, Cruise. Like we said, we're in St. Louis. Uh, we might go down, downtown St. Louis this afternoon and just by how hype we are with all this dopamine level pushing, we might just run that playlist again down here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So we're going to say, sound it! Sound it. <laughs> all right, Cruise, it was a pleasure talking to you and Let's see, uh, maybe by the end of the year, we're going to come around because I know you have a, a UK tour in the works coming up. Yeah. Um, so when that is over with, we, we're going to talk about that. And hopefully we can see in one of these carnivals that, that, that's hitting worldwide. And even if it's a small carnival within the North America carnival or one of these larger carnivals within the Caribbean, I would recommend that I have to put him on the card. So Cruz, it was a pleasure talking to you all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know where we're off next, wherever, wherever they recommend us to go, wherever, wherever they, they, they book us to go again, we're going to be doing that. So Definitely. until next time, Cruz, it was a pleasure talking to you. 
manners and respect. Keep up the good work. I'm going to send you the information probably for all these dubs I get because your dubs are original dubs. You're playing dubs from 2003 and beyond. Oh, so, you guys, that was Cruise Rock all the way from the United States Virgin Islands. Right now in, in Florida. Might be going over to the West Coast, but I know for sure he has to shoot up to New York for, for a visual shoot. And it, it, wherever he's going to go again, just stay put, stay tuned, follow him on IG. Make sure that you support the artist. Make sure that you stream his music and make sure you share and spread love. Cruz, it was a pleasure to you and your family. Have a great one. It was a pleasure, man. Blessings. Yeah, blessings to you too. Manners and respect. Sound it.